Welcome to the Joy Revolution Podcast, where you'll stop letting the chaos of adulting fuck with your joy of living. Because can we all agree that adulting is a lot? All the responsibilities, obligations, chores, all the things you gotta do so that you can look like you've got it all together. But that's only half the story. What about how your life feels on your insides? How come no one ever taught you about that? I'm Elizabeth Wallace, a certified integrative life coach here to school you on the essential skills of working with your internal world, your emotions, your nervous system, your bodily sensations, and your thoughts so that you can close the gap between a life that looks good on paper and a life that actually feels good to you on your insides. Let's dig in. Okay, hello, my beautiful people. (sighs) We are going to do a two-part series for episodes 19, that is today, and episode 20, which will air next week. Now, the topic of these podcasts will be decision-making without drama. (laughs) And this week, we're going to focus on how you've made decisions historically and really understanding that, and then shifting to how do you make decisions without drama, decisions that can feel good to you on your insides, in your bones, decisions you can stand by, decisions that don't make you feel icky, right? decisions that are yours and not someone else's. And then next week, we're going to talk about after you make the decision, how do you stand by it? Right? How do you not start to doubt yourself after you've made a decision? And we're going to talk about what happens when you've made a decision that didn't go your way, right? Where there is an outcome that doesn't feel super good. How do you look back on and still feel good about the decision you made in the past, okay? And the reason why we are focusing so much on decision-making is because decisions are literally the building blocks of your life. And there tends to be a lot of drama, confusion, and unnecessarily buzzy emotions around making decisions. And why that is, is because no one teaches you how to make decisions that feel good to you. Instead, Throughout your life, you have likely been taught that there are good decisions and bad decisions. And you are left always trying to figure out what the, air quotes, right, good decision is and trying not to make the bad decision. And we're going to talk more about the good and the bad later. But if you think about that, Right, living your life trying so desperately to make the good decisions and trying to avoid the bad decisions, that can feel super heavy, right? To always be guessing and chasing this invisible standard. And the question really is, to what end are you doing that? Right? Even all the quote unquote right decisions, unless they are right according to you, 
they're gonna feel wrong, right? And if your decisions don't make you feel good and the process by which you make decisions is messy and confusing or filled with avoidance, then how, how could you expect your life to feel good, right? Because your life is built on the decisions that you make. So that is why we are focusing on decision-making, how you've done it in the past, how you want to do it moving forward, and then how you can look back on your decisions from the future, okay? So let's start with part one. Historically speaking, looking back at how you have made decisions up until the point of you listening to this podcast. Now, like I said, your life is filled with decisions. Big decisions, small decisions, right? Decisions like what you want to make for dinner, what career you want to pursue, who you want to make your life partner. Are you going to have kids? If yes, how many, right? What do you want to put on your body today? All the decisions you have made up until this point are amazing and they are important because they give you clues to understand how you have been making decisions so that you can better understand how you've gotten to where you are right now. And I think that this is particularly important because a lot of the people that I work with and my own experience with my own life is there are times when we wake up and we're like, how the fuck did I get here? Right? What, like you look around and you're like, whoa, this is either not what I expected or it's what I expected on paper, but it doesn't feel good to me. Any of you who have experienced a quarter life crisis or a third of life crisis where you're like, holy shit, what is happening I don't know if I had signed up for, for this life in all, in all practicality, right? In all reality. So it's really important to be able to become aware and see how you have made the decisions that have led you up to the point that you are now, right? And I just moving forward, I want you to just put on sunglasses that have the lens where you're looking at your past decisions with so much love and curiosity, right? Think of this as we are simply going to be doing some information gathering. And we're going to do a whole section on how do you look back on your past decisions with endless love and empathy and understanding in the second episode of this little tiny series. But just imagine you're like literally putting on some heart glasses and gathering up some information. And I am going to now, the way that we're going to do this, because like if we were in a session together, we would, you know, have a conversation about this. But I really want to give you a way of understanding the way that you've made decisions in the past. And I find always The best answers come from asking the best questions. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions right now. If you are not driving, you can pause and write your answers down. 
or you can write these questions down and come back to them later when you have a little bit of time to journal. And if you're driving, I'm going to leave a little bit of space after every one of these questions for you to just answer it in your head, right? Or maybe you're on a walk listening to this podcast, which is my personal way, favorite way of listening to podcasts. But thinking historically all the way up until right now in this moment, let's start small. How did you decide what to have for dinner last night? How did you, how did you decide? All right. Next question. Think of the last time you had to pick out an outfit for a party at work, or maybe it was an event or just like going out to dinner with some friends. How did you decide what to wear? Whose opinion, if anyone's, did you seek on that choice? Or who were you anticipating was going to judge you for that decision? Also a good, a good question. Next is think of a recent Saturday morning. How did you decide what to do with your day? Who was talking to you from your insides, right? Was it your brain making to-do lists? Was it your body feeling full of desire or maybe fatigue or maybe energy? Was it your inner voice that was like, oh, I really just want to sit and read with my coffee and my cozy blanket? Or was it telling you, oh my gosh, I just want to pull out my paints and just have some free creative time? And on a larger scale, right, a a, a bigger decision scale, right, where did you decide where you live, what you do for a living. Okay, and now I could ask a zillion, literally a zillion, <laughs> that many zeros. I don't even know. That's a probably made up number, but... um. It's definitely a made up number, Uh, but I'm going to leave you with those for right now. And I want you to think back on your answers. What do you notice about your patterns of decision-making? What shows up for you consistently? Are you making decisions proactively, out of avoidance, easily? Do you have trouble? Okay, and now I want to draw a specific lens to the fact that there are different parts of you. There's your brain with your thoughts. There's your body, and by that I mean your emotions and your sensations on your insides. 
And then there is your inner voice, right? That innermost gut feeling when you just know something is right or know something is wrong, right? It feels like an inner wisdom or a gut instinct. I want you to think about a time when you really wanted to do something, but you didn't. How did you come to that decision? What part of you, your brain, your body's or emotion, your inner voice, was making that decision? Who had the final say? Now go the opposite way, right? Think of a time you didn't want to do something, but you decided to do it anyway, right? This is a shout out for all of you who are people pleasers, right? Who are saying yes to things, to helping people, to going to things, showing up for things, supporting other people when you don't really want to, right? What part of you, your brain, your body, your inner voice made that decision? And now turning back to what you notice when you want to do something but don't, when you don't want to do something but do, when you do want to do something and you do, when you don't want to do something and you don't, right? All these different variations. Do you notice, right? What patterns, if any, do you notice about what parts of you are having the final say over your decision making? Now, let me be clear. My end goal with this is not to say, well, you know, your, you know, your inner voice should always make your decisions or your brain should always make your decisions. I am definitely not going to tell you that, but I am going to tell you that all of those parts of you should have a seat at the table. And often When we're making decisions that don't feel good to us on our insides, it's because either we are, have completely silenced parts of us and, you know, like silenced our inner voice in our body and our brain is just speaking really loud, or we really want to listen to a part of ourselves, but we're scared, right? And so we, we don't. We go against ourselves. We overrule ourselves in a way that doesn't feel good. All right. So all these different pieces of you should have a seat at the table, which of course requires you honing the skill of being able to hear and listen to these different parts of you. Right. What is my brain saying to me right now? What are my thoughts saying? What is my body telling me through my emotions and the sensations that I'm feeling? And can I turn up the volume on my inner voice, my gut instinct, so that I can hear all these different parts and so that you can decide, given all the information that they are giving you, what you want to choose in every given moment with every given decision. All right, so that leads us to moving forward. How do you want to make decisions from this literal moment moving on? 
And as we're thinking about that, I imagine it would feel very magical if there was just one way to make decisions that you loved and didn't have to think about anymore. Wouldn't that be amazing? And I bet you're going to expect that I'm going to say, well, there isn't. And I'm actually going to say there is. Kind of. See, the thing is, there isn't any one way to make decisions that works every time. Right? Sometimes your pros and con list works really well. Other times it doesn't. And so how do you consistently make decisions that you feel good about and that add up to a life well lived? The answer I'm going to give you today is that you can develop a process that provides enough structure, but also allows you flexibility within that structure to use various tools based on the circumstances. Okay, so I love metaphors. I'm going to give you this one. Think of it like this. Say you want to build a cozy cabin in the mountains, right? Like, like I do. <laughs> You've done some home improvement projects in the past, but mostly just hanging pictures and using a hammer. If you want to build your cabin and you want it to be sealed in from the elements, right? You want that beautiful shiplap backsplash and a big stone fireplace and you want radiant heating in your floors. Like, are you with me on this dream yet? Should we do this? Yes, I think so. Um, You're going to need more than a hammer, right? A hammer isn't going to install the radiant heating. You're going to need more tools and the wherewithal to know what to use and how to use them, right? And so you're going to do the same thing with your decision-making, okay? This is how this relates. Let me, let, me, let me connect the dots for you, okay? The vision of having a beautiful, cozy cabin with Edison bulb lighting and light wood floors and plush rugs, right? That's the big picture of your life. The design choices, right, which rugs to get, which wood to choose, are all the decisions that make up your life. The design plans, right, the ones you lay out onto a table and look at with an architect, are like the process you use to make the decisions. And the tools you use to build a house right, that you bring in like saws and yes, your hammer and literally I don't actually know what tools you need to build a house, but many more than a hammer, right? Those are the tools that you use to make decisions. So I'm going to walk you through a process that you can use and the tools you can use for your decision making. All right. So step one, (laughs) this is like... The most basic step, but it's kind of funny because it's honestly often one that is overlooked, is to ask yourself, is there a decision to be made? Right? Sometimes we're like, I don't know, wrestling with whether or not it's even time to make a decision. Or your brain might be trying to avoid making a decision and it's actually just time to make it and move on. 
There's actually a lot of drama that happens in our brains around whether or not to make a decision. So the first step is to get real with yourself and say, hey, is there a decision to make right now? If yes, let's go. If no, then move the fuck on, right? If it's not time to make a decision, then stop worrying about making the decision, right? This is an example of kind of pulling forward and getting out, you know, the the real truth of the matter and getting real with yourself in a way that allows you to take another step, okay? If there is a decision, we're going to move on to step two. If there isn't, you, you move on, shift your brain to something else. So if yes, the next question that you're going to ask yourself is, who do I want to make this decision? Now, we haven't talked about this yet, but, and I could talk about this a thousand million zillion times more in depth, but I'm going to touch on this now to plant the seed in your brain. (laughs) Who do I want to make the decision as my current self or as my future self? It's so interesting because most of the time we make decisions as our past self because our brains love to decide based on a previous experience. And that's what our brains do. It's, our brains are predictive. So it's using all the information from the past in order to make decisions about the future. That is its um, auto setting. But you'll notice I'm not even giving that to you as an option. <laughs> I want you to think about, do I want to make this decision? this decision from where I am right now or who I want to be in the future. When I'm talking about your current self, this is what I mean or this is what people mean when they say to meet yourself where you're at. Right? When you make decisions as your current self, you're base, you base your choice on what's true for you in the present moment. You're not thinking about what has happened in the past or what you might think and feel in the future. You're rooted in what's true right now. When thinking from the perspective of your future self, this is where you imagine yourself one week, one year, five years in the future, and you picture yourself as your most favorite, most confident, most you version of yourself and ask, what would that version of me do? And just a note, again, we could talk about this forever, making decisions as your future self is often, but not always, a way to stretch yourself outside your comfort zone. Now, the next step is no matter what perspective you choose, your current self or your future self, remember, not your past self, (laughs) you're going to ask Do I have enough information to make this decision? This is another place where there's a lot of drama, a lot of hangups, right? Where we're just either, you know, people fall into a lot of different camps, but two of the most general ones are making decisions without having enough information or being chronically, uh, focused on gathering so much information that you never make the decision, right? So ask yourself, do I have enough information right now to make my decision? 
If yes, then you keep moving forward. If no, you go and you get that information, right? You tell yourself, hey, I'm not making this decision right now until I get more info. And what enough information means to you will be different in every scenario and different than someone else. You get to decide what is enough information for you to feel grounded, to stand in your decision. Like everyone does it differently. My my parents make decisions having done a lot of research. I do somewhat less research, but I do more research than other people, right? I gather more information than other people. So it, it doesn't even matter where you fall in the spectrum as compared to other people. It's just defining and feeling into what is enough information for me. All right, now you've chosen your perspective, current self or future self. You have enough information. Now it's time to check in with the different parts of you. All right, this is when you decide where you're going to make the decision from your body, your, your brain or your inner voice. All right, and again, practicing over and over and over, turning up the volume and understanding and being able to listen to, hear, and make sense of these different parts of you is absolutely key, right? Now, the last step is to make your decision. But (laughs) before you move on and actually take the action or, you know, whatever that decision then means, I want you to pause and remind yourself that no matter what the outcome is, that you freaking love your fine-ass self, that you have all the capabilities to work through anything that comes your way, so no one decision is going to take you down. I want you to stand grounded in your decisions and rooted in your capabilities, right? This connects back to the architecture of confidence. Right, which was episode, I think, 17. All right, so again, I could ask a zillion, million, trillion more questions to help you understand how you have made decisions in the past and to help you hone your decision-making process, right, and the tools with which to make decisions. But I'm going to leave you with this today. Next week, we are going to talk about how to continue to love your fine-ass self even when the decisions you make don't pan out the way that you had maybe hoped. So lots to play with from this episode and then more to come next week. This is a passionate topic of mine. So if you are listening to this and you are struggling to make decisions, have, you know, feel icky about decisions, avoid decisions and feel really stuck, come and talk to me. Shoot me a DM and we'll get you over that stuckness because this is, again, it's literally the foundation of your life. All right. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. My hope is that every single one of these episodes brings you closer to a life that feels better to you on your insides. And if you're looking for more, you can find tons of tools and tips, ideas, and perspectives on my Instagram at Elizabeth the Joy Coach. 
And if you're curious about working together personally, you can find out more info about that on my website, which is linked in the show notes. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening so that more people can join the joy revolution and get out from underneath the heaviness of adulting.